It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. It's FA Cup fourth round day, and as ever, it delivered some great entertainment on game day with Talk Sports. West Ham lost to their former manager, Slavin Bilic. Newcastle failed to get on the score sheet against League One Oxford United, and Spurs took the lead but failed to hold on against Southampton. You've had your say on Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2. Here's the best of your thoughts from the full time phone in with Adrian Durham and David Connolly, and your verdict with me, Lindsay Hipbrave, and Darren Bent. This is the Game Day Your Verdict podcast. Right, let's get straight into it and head over to the London Stadium with Ian Abrahams, who spoke to the West Ham captain Mark Noble after their defeat to West Brom. Mark, disappointing afternoon, to say the least. I wasn't expected to play today. To come on um, for half time, it was it was nowhere near good enough. Let's be honest. Um, Absolutely, it was pitiful the first half. Yeah, it was nowhere near good enough uh, f- for the standard that we even play at, let alone West Brom made uh, some changes and uh, there was no difference at all, you know. Um, um, and we, we we deserved to go in 1-0 uh, down, for sure. It was, uh, I think, the manager, uh, our gaffer, had to make some changes at half-time because we wasn't even in the game. It was, uh, uh, I mean, when you when you look around, you see, I think it was just under 60,000 here today to for an FA Cup game fans were incredible stuck by the boys but um, we didn't give nothing to cheer about in the first half and um, obviously second half uh, it was a lot better um, but still uh, we lost the game and that's what it matters Down the years we've had this conversation a number of times since you went to the team you know the club is is struggling the team needs a win uh, you know um, how how can you turn it around again because you've, you've turned it around <laughs> no you have you've turned you know you have you, know. you're laughing you've, yeah, you've turned it around many times uh, look Moose I'm, look, I'm, I'm 33 in May you know this like, I've been doing this now for 15, 16 years half your life uh, yeah it is half my life and um, I mean you can't at, at a club this at this level um with the money we've spent, you can't you you can't rely on me or. Uh, but the club does rely on you, Mark. Yes, but you can't rely on that to come on at half time in an FA Cup game. This, you shouldn't that shouldn't shouldn't be like that. Um, the, the manager know that knew I played three games in a week last week and um, and we got two big games coming up at home. Um, I spoke to him yesterday and he said, "Look, I'm just going to uh, put you on the bench to." to save your legs a little bit because of the, the running I've done in a week but um, as I said when you when you, you when when, a t- when his team performs like that 
Um, and you, look, listen, I've just said to the players in there after the game, said, we've changed managers, you know, we've got to look at ourselves, no one else. You've got to look at yourself, you've got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, did I give enough today? Did I work hard enough? Um, was I good enough? And uh, the answer to that for me was no. Last one then, message to the fans who will be listening to this, because, you know, you are a West Ham fan, your mates are West Ham fans, and, and you know how disgruntled they are right now. Please believe me, I'm feeling their pain. Uh, like I'm, I'm supposed to be going out for my, uh, my with my dad tonight for for a birthday and for some some dinner. Like it's the last thing I want to do. Do you know what I mean? Because I know that I'm, I'm not going to enjoy it. Uh, my life at West Ham, unless we're doing okay, is uh, I just constantly worry about the club. And um, as I said, uh, at the age of well, 33 in May. Um, you're looking to sort of enjoy the last couple of years of your career, you know, and and enjoy it. But uh, when you're you're fighting relegation battles, and um, it, trust me, it's not enjoyable. Let's speak to a West Ham fan straight away. He's wrong. Oh eight seven one seven double two double three double four. Wayne, you're with us on the show. What do you think? Hello, mate. How you doing? Yeah, what well, probably better than you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting here now. I've just I've just watched the game. I'm sitting in the lounge now, having a beer, and. Um, no, absolute disgrace, mate. Absolutely disgusting. Not good at all. Um, and and you can't blame David Moyes, to be fair. Val uh, Buena, he couldn't, he couldn't put two passes together. Every ball that he got, 10-yard uh, passes, 15-yard passes going astray. Uh, it's absolutely disgusting, mate. I don't know where it's all going to go wrong here. Um, and I don't know. You know, they're, they're looking at relegation. Probably they get the parachute payment. Mate, that suits the free clowns. Um, like I said, Alan Brazil and Alan McCoy during the week. I spoke to them and uh, it's absolutely disgrace. And I got slaughtered on Twitter by some fan, fan, Snowflake fan and everything. I've been coming over here 45 years up to the park. 25 years and seen it uh, through its good times and bad times. And I'm still here today. Absolutely disgusted. I mean, Wayne, if you look at, say, the, the goals against West Ham, they can see quite a few. And if you look at Allaire, he's only got six. After that, Mark Noble invariably has got the penalties with four. Exactly Ajeti right, yeah. started up, up top. Was that a 4-4-2? And, and, and really, what did he have to change it? I mean, I know Antonio came on. He did well against Leicester. But where are the goals going to come from? I don't know. I don't know. But do you know what? I, you know, I remember Frank Nakaveni, Tony Cotty, David Cross over here. Uh, Upton Park, and they were proper strikers. You know, Halier, 42, 42 million, 36 million, whatever they paid for him, I don't know. And I, it's so flat-footed, I don't know where we, I, I, I just don't know where the next goal's coming from, to be honest, um, other than from set-pieces or a penalty. I don't know, because I, I don't see him as being the out-and-out striker that we need. But then again, to be fair to him, He's not getting the services either, you know. He's, he's not getting the service. Harry is a West Ham fan who's with us on TalkSport 2. Hi, Harry. How you doing, guys? All right? Probably better than you right now. Yeah, uh, a bit of an update there, Adrian. Uh, listen, I rang on, I rang on um, a couple of days ago, and I don't just want to reiterate the same point as every West Ham fan. Sure. But for me, this isn't just a one-off performance. This isn't just a bad spell. This is the culmination and end product of years and years of mismanagement of West Ham United. And we're seeing the fruits of our labour here. It comes down to the fact we are grossly underinvested on and off the pitch. The example being, we decimated our squad over the last two summers. So we got rid of midfielders like Edamilson, Fernandes and Pedro Obiang. We brought in Carlos Sanchez. 
who wasn't good enough to play for Aston Villa, albeit on cheaper wages. We still got no second-place fullbacks. Zabaleta is not getting any younger at 35. So today, when we've got that on the pitch, when that's happening to us, and when we're up against the West Brom side, who have got their reserves out and 10 men, we look like a League 2 side. And it's embarrassing. Sanchez was a disgrace. And it's not going to get any better. And I mean it when I say this. We will go down this season, and I'm petrified we could do a Sunderland. It is that bad. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Game day, the biggest football league in the world. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Well, let's speak to Andy then, who is a West Ham fan. Good evening, Andy. Hi there, how are you doing? We're good, thanks. How are you? I try and stay positive if I can. And what did you think of the performance today? I mean, the, the performance, it, it was poor. It was poor. Uh, I said to a friend of mine at half-time, I said, first, first half I've seen, and then I stopped my sentence. I was about to say for a long time. And I stopped my sentence, and he interrupted me. He said, well, what about Burnley? Well, he just reeled <laughs> off a whole load of it. And I said, actually, you're right. Yeah, you know what? it's not the worst first half I've seen for a long time. Um, I heard you. I heard you asking the question earlier. Is it a club in crisis? In, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's in crisis, but it, it does. It goes a long way beyond the performance and the result today, and the performances on the pitch at the minute. Um, and there, there is just a lot of discontent at the club um, as a whole at the minute, and it's 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 not. You know, it's not necessarily always a positive place to be at the minute. What 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 do you think the problems are? Because obviously, a lot of the fans have, have vented their problems at the owners and the owners of the club. Or was it the players? Or was you happy with the appointment of David Moyes? Like, what is it? Because you're right, there seems to be such discontent between and a, a separation between the owners and the fans and the players. Like, you don't look like you're all together. Yeah, I've I've heard quite a lot of talk about the um, about the ten point pledge that was made ten years ago. And now people can people can look at that whichever way they choose, and they can say certain things have or haven't been achieved. But there is one thing on that list that it it was a promise, 
and it could have been achieved. And the one thing on that list that was a promise and could have been achieved was to listen to supporters. Now, I, I believe that if you, whatever your problems are, whatever you're going through, if you're willing to engage in dialogue with somebody, you're willing to talk to somebody, you're willing to be open and honest with somebody, you can, you can work your problems out, you know? And, and that is completely in the club's control. If they want to engage and listen and talk to supporters, they, they can. And a lot of these problems would, you know, would be able to be resolved. If you, but if you're asking for specifics, a lot of the specifics are things that don't actually come on the pitch. Yeah. Because what frustrates fans, I think, is when fans feel like they have a disconnect to their club. Um, and, and a lot of the specifics, again, are things that could be resolved away from the pitch. But what happens is when you get bad results, that frustration and that, uh, that anger almost uh, manifests itself in, in, you know, uh, in the behaviour that we, we might be seeing from time to time. But it, it manifests itself because, um, because of the underlying uh, issues that are there at the club. And they obviously are going to surface when results on the pitch are, are not going your way. I mean, just to give you a few tiny, tiny examples, you know, just really small things. The club announces free coach travel three days before Sheffield United away. Nobody can accept that offer. No, yeah, of course. Um, the club the hasn't published booked. its accounts. You know, yeah. the, the club hasn't published its accounts yet for this year. And people are left questioning, what, well, you know, what's our transfer strategy? The club is entering into a, a contract with, with Socios, uh, you know, um, trying to kind of build its, its commercialising fans' views. Um, you know, oh, Karen Brady writes, writes, uh, writes in The Sun every week, then people don't necessarily agree with what she's, what she's writing, and, and other board and other directors don't come out and do this. There are, there are many, many off-the-pitch issues that could, be, that could be resolved that would see that underlying current of, of disconsent somehow addressed and we could then focus on, on what's going on on the pitch. Well, Andy said the fans don't feel connected to the club. Let's speak to Adam, another West Ham fan. Adam, are you genuinely worrying about going down? 100%. I mean, we were shocked. We've, we've been shocking for weeks. This isn't, this isn't anything new, you know. We've, mm. been, we've, been, we've been slowly on a downward spiral um, for, for weeks now. And it's just starting to come to a fore now where it's, it's really starting to show. I mean, we were subs- we were second best all over the pitch today. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, we pay- it's so frustrating because you look like you're taking one step forward and then you're taking two steps back. I mean, we've, we've spent £45 million on a striker. Yeah, you expect you, even, you expect some work. You expect work, right? He looks colour, he looks lazy, he doesn't look like he's interesting. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't even look like he's getting in positions where he's going to score. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a text here actually saying that. I, I said from the beginning, Haller isn't worth 45 million. He doesn't work hard enough. He's lazy. West Ham should have not let Carroll uh, go back to Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I mean, because, I mean, when did we ever really get Carroll on the pitch, you know? <laughs> yeah, true. and he's um, injured at the moment as well. So. I mean, but, but what, what I'm saying is that, is that fundamentally, you know, um, our signings, they seem to be, they seem to be plucked out of thin air sometimes. You know, I mean... There doesn't seem to be. You compare yourself to, to clubs like you know clubs like Wolves. I know obviously we're not in that league at the minute. We're nowhere near that kind of uh, standard. But if you look through the side today, we were no disrespect, but we were playing. I know they're top of the championship. But we were playing West Brom at home. 
you know, our only realistic um, chance of being successful is going for these cup games. You know, they played, they played, they played us off the park. We only really started playing football when you make those changes at half time with, with Noble, uh, with Noble coming on. Um, Did you know, it get any better the... when they went down to ten men? <laughs> yeah, it seems. It, it, it seems. It, it's just when they went down to ten men, you're thinking, right, okay, they're down to ten men. Um, we really need to start taking the game to them now. Yeah, and it, it, it just it. We, it, to us fans, it didn't feel. It didn't, we, we, okay, we were playing better when they were reduced, but at the same time, I mean, no disrespect, but we've got players playing for us that are not even good enough to play in the championship. You know, Carlos, Carlos Sanchez. Yeah, Carlos it, Sanchez. How is he? Get, how is he getting in a Premier League side? I mean, listen, I was with Carlos at Aston Villa, and. He went away somewhere and he came back. He came back to um, he came back to West Ham and I did, it did surprise me a little bit. But you're right to lay. He looked kind of leggy. But that's what I meant by energy. And, and I agree with what he's saying. When they went down to Ten Ben West Brom, West Ham did look better. But mm. they looked better. But they didn't really create anything other than the noble chance where Antonio goes to whip it across. The defender half clears it and it falls to him. And then he puts it over the bar. Other than that, a lot of their opportunities came from distance where they were shooting from 25, 30 yards out. So you wouldn't even call them chances. So today you'd have to say when you've got players like Lanzini on the pitch, you, you can he create. He seems these, to be regressing. Though, doesn't he? A, a little bit, yeah. They're not creating anything, and with Haller, yeah, he can he can work hard, and you know, I mean, maybe hold the ball up a little bit better. But at the same time, as well, he, he does need service. It's not like they, they're flying the balls into him, and he's, he's missing opportunities. He's just not getting them at the minute. And yeah, this I'll has go- been an ongoing problem for them, though, hasn't it? This lack of creativity. Yeah, it has, but at the start of the season, no one was really saying that because when he mm. first went into West Ham, when he scored, I think was it three or four in his first four games, everyone was like, he it came flying out the blocks. It, didn't he? We found the solution, but. As I said today, they just lacked real creativity. And even at the end of the game, West Brom were down to 10 men. And that Zahor, must have, Zahor and I can't remember who the other guy was, they must have held onto the ball around West Ham's four players for about a minute, two minutes, where they were just passing it one, two. And no one really wanted to put a tackle in, put a press in. So, as I said, I think that the, the problems are deeper than, than what we're seeing on the pitch. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Let's hear from Steve Bruce. Finished nil-nil for them at home to Oxford United in front of a full house. Let's hear from Steve Bruce with Talk Sport's Graham Courtney. Really, overall, I mean, you did it with Rochdale, so you've got to do it again with Oxford. It just must be frustrating for you that the last thing you need, like a hole in the head, is another game. Yeah, but we have to accept it if we're going to go on, which we want to. If we're going to go on the cup, then then we have to play an extra game. So it is what it is, you know. But uh, hopefully, by a week on Tuesday, we'll have a little few more back. You know, we're edging towards one or two coming back and then we've lost one or two on Tuesday. So we'll see where we are. And all credit to Carl Darlow. Some key saves there, particularly yeah, right at the one. end. Right at the end, he made one. And that's somewhere day up. We give the ball away horribly in midfield and nearly got punished for it. And, um, you know, so well done to Carl. He's proved to me what a very, very good goalkeeper he is. There you go, Steve Bruce uh, with his reaction afterwards. He's, he's praising his goalkeeper, which is fine. <laughs> he's kept a clean sheet, but... Uh... It's, it's not really when Oxford are missing three of their top four <laughs> scorers, Brannigan, Taylor, Henry, all out. What a result that is for Oxford. It is amazing, and what a job Carl Robinson's doing. I'd love to hear from Oxford fans. Long drive home, you can join us. 08717 uh, Barry's a Newcastle fan. What do you want to say, Barry? Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, I don't think Steve Bruce has done his homework really this week because uh, if he had realised that uh, Oxford did have a top three strikers out, we wouldn't have played with five at the back. I can't understand why he would want to play five at the back against the first division team. Why are we playing uh, with a 4 3 3 and like attacking them, attacking, attacking? Where it's won. Now we've got, to, we've got to go for a replay where there's a chance that 
we could pick up some more injuries. And to be fair, Joe Linton, I'm sorry, but if he's a striker, then well, I'm not. I can't. I can't be on the radio. But well, actually, just talk to us about. It. There was a, a shocking miss from him, wasn't there? Oh, <laughs> well, I think it landed in Sunderland. <laughs> it doesn't want to go there. <laughs> you know, was it that oh, it was, bad? Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. He was, he's poor. He's poor again. You know. I think as well. We're really, really missing a midfielder who can create chances. We really are the middle of the midfielder who can really create and uh, open teams up. Because we've got we've got the wingers who can do it. Amaron and uh, San Maximan. They, they're good. They're good. But we need somebody in the middle as well. The middle of the midfield who can open them up. And Joel Linton just isn't mobile enough. He can't roll the ball up. We're just, we haven't got it. We don't seem to have a proper game plan when he's playing up front. We haven't got, we don't seem to have the game plan what another teams are reading with. And he's easy to mark. He's not mobile enough. He's a young lad. He should be busting the gut. He doesn't seem to be busting the gut. He doesn't even look as if he's sweating when he comes off. I mean, Barry, Barry, I, I agree with you. I mean, I've seen, obviously, Newcastle a lot in the Premier League. That back three, stroke five, really worked. But I had I had inside info today that they were going to be missing their main three goal scorers. Oxford. And you think, well, go on then, Newcastle. You start with Sam Maximum. You start with Jolinton. Jolinton obviously broke his duck, didn't he, in the last round against Rochdale. And you think you should be full of confidence. Oh, he should be, should be. And we're not, we're not clinical enough. We say, well done, Oxford. They've come with a game plan, and it's worked. And they're probably going to have their three possibly could have our three strikers back, their main men back. So that's us in trouble again. That's us going out again in the cup by the looks of it. I mean, see, we haven't learned a lesson from Roch still. We should have buried them in the first half. We are not clinical enough. Ashley should not have let Rondon go. That is the biggest mistake. He let he let uh, Rafa go. Perez. Steve, and Steve Bruce has come here. Yeah, and Steve Bruce has come in. And to be fair, he's done a better job than what I thought he could do. But all he's doing is he's playing the same system as what Rafa was playing with a five at the back. He hasn't brought any play, he hasn't developed any players, he hasn't gotten any bargains like Rafa. He brought the bargains in. But fair, fair Joe's done, he's got the team playing. But Joe Linton, whoever, whoever sanctioned that, that buy, he's sacked. Let's speak to Andy, who is a Newcastle fan. Hello, Andy. Hi, Andy. You all right? Were you there today? Yeah, I was there today. Um, How was it? Disappointing. Yeah, well, obviously disappointing. Mm. You're going there, playing a team a couple of leagues below you. Um, like you guys mentioned yourself and Darren earlier on, bumper crowd, expecting to see a few goals and a, a good afternoon, but it was it was hard watching, to be honest. And this was a strong team Bruce put out. He showed due respect to the competition. Yeah, which you know we've all been crying out for for years under previous managers that we wanted to take the cup seriously and have a big push and, you know, give him his dues. Bruce, he's put a strong team out. He's put the best players available due to the circumstances of injuries and things, but there was just a few, well, there was more than a few things gone wrong today. The just players weren't at it for whatever reason, whether it was tiredness or, or what, I'm not sure. But they just, they weren't at the best, the players you're looking to, to win the game for, the likes of your Almirons and your Maximans and players like that. They just weren't at the best today and Credit goes to Oxford, to be fair. You know, they actually came and had a go at us yeah. and 
they performed well. I, I was impressed with them for being a League One side. I thought, you know, fair do to them. They, they deserved the, the replay, you know. Yeah, they caused West Ham massive problems in the Carabao Cup earlier this season. The weird thing is, though, Andy, this comes off the back of those two brilliant results for Newcastle. The win against Chelsea and then coming back from, from being 2-0 down against Everton in, in the 94th minute to get that draw. And, you know, there's a lot of positivity off the back of those two results. But am I... Is it just me or is there a lot about Newcastle this season that just doesn't make any sense? No, I was it's funny it's funny I came out the ground and I was messaging one of my friends and we were saying the same thing. You just you don't know what we're gonna get with her and don't get me wrong, the Chelsea and the Everton results were fantastic, but I do think the results were still masking over the the performances, mm. which certainly at Everton, wasn't fantastic. We and nicked a point, didn't we, really? We, we did. You know, we're, we're riding with luck a little bit, to be honest with you. And you can see that when we're playing other teams and, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. But I do think slowly Bruce is getting it right. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Let's hear from Jose Mourinho speaking after the game with Talk Sport's Alex Crook. Jose, when you when you talk about the lack of options, the lack of solutions, it, it is a replay in some ways the, the last thing you want, especially as it's supposed to be at the start of a so-called winter break. But I prefer to play the replay than be than be out. We prefer to be tired and with problems, but but still play. I think also our our fans they prefer a second match at home where uh, they can come massively to to support the team like they always do, than the team to be to be out. Uh, we had difficult draws. Uh, both away, Middlesbrough and now Southampton. We have two replays to play at home. So while other teams, they have easy draws and just two matches, we have difficult draws and four matches. But let's go for it. And again, with the lack of solutions, is it important to try and get some bodies in before the transfer window closes next week? We try. Our our club try. We are all together trying the best, uh, the best solutions, but we don't want... Uh, solutions just for tomorrow we want solutions that can can also help us in the future in the future is is also next season so we have to be calm and you must be fed up with answering questions about ericsson but is it important therefore that that situation gets sorted one way or another as soon as possible i think uh, the situation should be resolved on the first of january and it's not because of uh, of tottenham Hotspurs that is not resolved for us could be resolved on the 1st of, of January. So if we are still on, on this uh, situation now, the one that is not to blame at all is Tottenham. Very interesting from Jose Mourinho. And I think, uh, we'll just speak to a Spurs fan in a second, David Connolly, but I think a lot of, a lot of um, football fans generally, not just Spurs fans, will have listened to that and thought, well, that Daniel Levy's been hanging around, he's been holding off, but actually he's not blaming the club. Jose Mourinho, so he's clearly blaming the player for the delay. Yes, and I, look, I don't think that's any secret. It's obviously he's trying to run down his contract. I think ideally he'd probably go in the summer, um, no doubt. As from a, his point of view. From his point yeah. of view, he'd pocket more money. Um, but as it is now, maybe Inter might be saying, well, look, you know, we need you now in terms of they're going quite well, aren't they, at the top of the league? Um, and obviously they've made some good signings from the Premier League. And, uh, you know, obviously Conte's found a home for a lot of them, you know, in terms of <laughs> Lukaku. You know, Young's gone over there. Obviously Chris Smalling's gone over to Italy at Roma. So it's another one for Ericsson. And look... I think I think it's best for both parties that he obviously goes sooner rather than later. I think what Jose's saying is I wish he'd gone sooner. Ricky's a Spurs fan. What do you got to say, Ricky? Hello, mate. Um, well, disappointed again at the end there. Um, you know, I think it's the same thing again for us. You know, we need to get at the back here and, and sort this out. Um, 
the midfield, you know, that there's no sort of feed, feed through there and stuff again. Um, I wouldn't like to say that, you know, we deserved it today. Um, I think it was an old school game. Um, you know, listen to Jose in the week saying, obviously, you know, for next year, you know, hopefully get this and get that next year sorted out. But, you know, when you're sort of paying 1500 quid a year, you know, for your, for your season ticket and stuff like that, it's frustrating that we're not nicking nothing this year, you know, or, or trying to go for it. Um, we know we're desperate to buy players this year. Uh, and we're not, it just seems we ain't doing it, you know. It just it, it, It's frustrating, very, very frustrating, that side of it, you know. It should uh, go on to next year. But. You sound frustrated, uh, Ricky. Saturday is game day. Oh, it's off the post! Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 